Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How's everybody doing out there? People watch, people listen, people watch and listen. And if you have tuned into this show for any time at all, if you've tuned in, yeah, you motivated me, Charity. <laughs> we inspire one another. Her her empire's downstairs and my empire is upstairs. So I've been racking my brain along with my sound ace, my sound and gear ace, Wally. You know, this is his soundtrack he created for us way back when we first were getting started and we have been racking our brain this week ladies and gentlemen with this manual here i know you guys can't see it out there in podcast world but it's the tascom model 12 uh manual for the new tascom 12 model 12 board that we have and we still have a couple last hurdles to overcome. And so we're going to do that. We're not going to give up, but it, it, it has been a challenge. I will tell you this. There's one last element that we've got to be able to get relative to the interface. And so at, at one point, I just walked away from the board today and said, I am going to go walk Samson. And then I said, well, I don't know what I would rather do more <laughs> maybe i should just stick with trying to fix the board so thank you guys for anyone who tunes into impact life 24 7 with your host cl king you know that i am here in impactville sitting high atop the ruth e plowden legacy chair and what you will get out of a podcast like this is you will enter into the sacred hollow doors of the cathedral of resources we bring people from all different walks of life onto this show who have had an impact, who are making an impact, a combination of both. And the ultimate goal is for them to impact you, the listener. You know how many people out there have such a dynamic and amazing story? And we need to, we need those stories told, you know what I'm saying? And so that's what we do on Impacting Life 24-7. It is that focus. Okay, anything else is not worth my time. Okay, I don't bring people on here to lament and complain and bellyache. We have, we've had some very traumatic stories on this show, but there's always, people always find a way and an avenue to overcome the adversity. And that's what we try to connect you with. Overcoming the adversities, ladies and gentlemen. And so I want to thank you for tuning in to this special edition of Impacting Life 24-7. In fact, I'm going to be, what am I going to be doing? I'm going to be, I'm going to be three nights in the chair because tomorrow night we will have Nicole Lawson, who was on our show back when I didn't even have a video. We, we had no video capability. <laughs> we didn't even know how to record it. Um, she's going to be on. And then Friday, Nisi Jordan, I am Nisi J, is going to be guest hosting the show 
from her location in Greensboro, North Carolina. And she's going to be interviewing me, believe it or not. We're, but I'm giving her the entire show. And she's going to, we're going to talk about the book. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the book, Who Ate My Brownie? No matter the adversity, you still can make it. Which is in the editing phase right now, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm getting ready to put the hammer down on the editors and expedite this thing because I want it in your hands. It has gone from my mind to the computer, to the correctors, and then it must be in your fingerprints. It must, it must be in your hands. It's got to be in your grip. So, ladies and gentlemen, looking forward to that. We're just continuing to do the things that God called us to do, and we do them. You know, some people, some people remark and say, how do you get all this stuff done I mean, how do you accomplish these things? How, how are you always seeming like you're so busy? And you know what? I, I just realized that now is the time we can we can we can sit back and complain and cry and and all that about the world situations or we can do something about it. And that's, ladies and gentlemen, exactly what I plan to do. And so, you know, in another two weeks, we head right back to Craven County Jail under the great an auspicious leadership of Sheriff, of Sheriff Chip Hughes. And we'll be down there for two nights of motivational moments. And we look so forward to that because it is, it is real. It's raw. You know, it's not a room full of, it's not a room full of, of people that are expecting a, a motivational speaker. You understand it's not it's not a it's not a corporate board meeting that they brought me in to somehow spark the sales department. These are people that have had real life challenges. And my commitment to Chip Hughes and his entire staff there in Craven County is to help him help those people, those residents have a plan, a definitive plan that when they get out. Of the bonds of the county jail that they will never return. And that should be the goal. And, and I'm, I'm so delighted that chip really has focused on that being, um, the reason why he's in office, you know, he's a, he's a sheriff of the people and we really appreciate the partnership that we have forged with him. And if you know, Sheriff Chip Hughes there in Craven County, you know that he is a sheriff of the people and he's a sheriff of Democrats and Republicans. And I really, really appreciate that about him. And we just going to continue to help in any way that we can. Additionally, here we are approaching fast approaching the return to school and the fast approaching uh, fall season. And you guys know that the return to school brings about a whole host of you know, emotions amongst people and especially moms and dads and, and students. There are students that are getting ready to go back to school that have a, have a ton of anxiety. Did y'all know that? They have a ton of anxiety for a number of reasons. It could be that they're going, it's a, uh, they're going to a new school or, um, they're going to a new grade. They're, they're, they're leaving the comforts and confines of their previous grade and and now they don't know what to expect. 
They're they're wanting to try out for a new sport. And, you know, there's just all these different elements of anxiety that our young people face. And, you know, another thing that our young people face that that we don't talk enough about is they face the temptations of drugs. Did y'all know that they face the temptation of drugs and drugs are not it's not a joke. It's not um, it's not something that we can casually just you know, gloss over like a lot of things that we do sometimes in society. And so we are launching a campaign entitled I won't try. That's right. We're, we're launching a, a campaign entitled I won't try. And the reason why we're launching that campaign is because we want young people and, and all the things that we do, ladies and gentlemen, we tell young people try. You know, give it your best, right? I'm going to share my screen with you just for a second so you can see what this brilliant campaign looks like for those of you that that tune in to the Facebook event and watch it live. That is the logo there. I won't try. And below that is the word drugs. I won't try. So this fall, we're launching this campaign sponsored by Impacting Life 24-7 LLC. We're launching this campaign called I Won't Try Drugs. And it's going to be an interactive uh, elementary, middle school, and high school program that we've created. And it's going to show people, it's going to show the young people D-R-U-G-S. We're going to take them through five steps of why we don't want them to even try. You know, there was a time when experimenting with drugs was a thing. It was just almost like, a passage in life like okay you know that they're going to experiment but 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 the the drug platform has gotten so scary and so unpredictable that i'm on a mission to tell our young people don't give it the first try because the first try could be the last you understand the first try of drugs could be the last and so i i don't want you to try I want you to try to get good grades. I want you to try on track and field. I want you to try to go out for the chamber choir. I want you to try and give your best effort. But in this particular case for drugs, I don't even want you to try. Don't put forth the effort because the effort that you put forth is not going to be worth the return. I have a dear friend, Amanda Faith, traveling around the country right now. And this month is is a month of note to her and she lost her beautiful son at 13 years old to fentanyl and fentanyl is a killer it kills students and young people and adults dead sometimes instantly And so it's my job as the impact motivator. That's what I have been commissioned to do in life is to provoke people, uh, you know, to provoke people to find a reason for impact. Like, you know, it's not just about getting up and going to school and that's it. There's a reason why you need to be impacted because there's there are dangers and there are there are there are elements that are circling around you. They're swathing around like a mist. 
And sometimes we just kind of diddy bop on down the road like everything's good. Everything's good. No, it's not. I'm not handy penny. The sky is falling. But we also have to be have we have to have this thing called situational awareness. So we're that's our that's our campaign in the fall. I won't try. And yes, it is one more thing (laughs) that we have on our agenda. But you know what? It's not just one more thing. It's it's the thing. It's important. What if it was your kid that is in an assembly with me who was thinking about trying drugs and we supplanted the and thwarted the effort of a clandestine drug dealer to take your little kid out? Yeah, no, 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 no. It's 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 the thing. It's important. It's essential. It's vital. The conversation will always be at the forefront on this show. So here we are tonight. I wanted to just join with you all for just a few moments of time. And feel free to share if you're in the live group. And if you're on the podcast, here's what I love for you to do for our podcast audience. You can you can connect with us at impactinglife247.podbean.com. That's our host site. But of course, you can connect with us on the podcast anywhere you download your podcast. It's carried on 30 different platforms. Of course, all the major ones, Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, I mean, Amazon, Pandora, any of those, iHeart. You can almost even say, Alexa, play Impacting Life 24-7 with C.L. King. And see what she says. <laughs> Sometimes I do that just to let myself know that, hey, man, somebody can actually listen to this. And so our podcast audience, listen, we want you to understand that uh, subscribing is important and letting other people know about this. You know, I have I have a host of people's books. This is just one sampling of the books that that of people who have been on the show that have given us information that we can share with you. And this this transference of information is so essential. We want we don't want to hog it all for ourselves, but we want to transfer it to you from the cathedral of resources out into the plantations of opportunity and potential we transfer this stuff to you and so tonight i want to talk to you about something uh that's going to lift you up a little bit it's called the four stages of success now that is something that i think we all should be able to wrap our heads around that we all want to be successful no one sets out to be non-successful No one wakes up in the morning and says, I'm going to do everything within my power to fail. No one does that. And if you do, you you probably need to talk to someone. And I don't mean that facetiously. I mean, like, seriously, if you're if you if you don't have a desire to succeed and you're wondering, well, how can I be a success in the morning? You know, what can I do? First thing you can do, get up and make your bed. You're successful. (laughs) No one can take that away from you. You'll even feel different. And so this gentleman, Christopher D. Connors, I I came across this because I'm always studying people who are successful, who think about success, who model success. And sometimes people's perception of success is different. 
right? And so let's not just look at the car in the driveway and, and the house and the typical elements that we, you know, attach like ornaments on the tree of life as success. Sometimes it's not that. And more importantly, success is so much more than things. And I was when I was reading this, man, I was just like, man, this is really good. I want to share this with our audience, give him full credit. He's an author, executive coach, and an, an emotional intelligence speaker. He's been seen on Fox, ABC, CNBN, NBC, and maybe we'll have him on here, Christopher D. Connors. And he talked about he talks about the four stages of success. One thing Benjamin Franklin said was without continual growth and progress, such words as improvement, achievement and success have no meaning. You know, one of the greatest dangers in our society is comfort. You know, growth, improvement, achievement and success, those take us to a place that is oftentimes not comfortable. And so, you know, there are four distinct stages to every cycle of success. Now, understand that, that, that there are, there are elements, there are blocks or buckets of success that, that you can put these four into one bucket per like idea. So, you know, I want to be successful as a husband. I want to be successful at, in my job. I want to be successful as a parent. And so, you know, I like what he says here because he, he, he gives us a breakdown of kind of the forensics, if you will, of success. There is, this is one thing Victor Hugo said, there is one thing stronger than all the armies in the world. That is an idea whose time has come. Victor Hugo said that. I love I love that that quote there. And and what Christopher Connor says is the incubating stage of your idea is all about creativity and imagination. How many people out there have had an idea that you thought was great and and nobody else got behind it? I want to I want to add this to Chris's thought here that sometimes your idea is exactly that yours. And other people won't get behind it. You know they won't get behind your idea until they see it as a success. But the, but this is an important stage of success is the idea. And man, I'm constantly having ideas like, man, what can I do here? What's a new thing I can do there? You know, and our society has made it so, man, you, 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 can, you can have an endless amount of ideas. Just look at TikTok. <laughs> so, you know, when we, we talk about the journey and we talk about the idea, here's, here's one thing that, some, that is interesting what he talks about. He found, he said, I found the most valuable ideas have come from moments of adversity. When circumstances forced me to think more creatively and come up with solutions. That's, that's exactly right. I keep saying this, ladies and gentlemen, I was forged in a crucible of adversity. And I'm reading this from author Christopher D. Connors, and he's talking about the four stages of success. And I said, I really want to share this with my audience tonight, um, giving him full credit. I didn't create this, but I can do a little bit of commentating on the idea because 
again, sometimes we think success is a four-year college and then, you know, a white picket fence marriage, a, you know, $75,000 job and, and two cars in the, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we have attributed things to success and we've forgotten the elements Right. We've forgotten the practices. We've forgotten the steps. You know, all we see is, OK, I, I, you know, kids are looking at us today and they're like, OK, I guess this is success. I got to get a, you know, twenty eight hundred square foot home. I got to get a overpriced car that I can't that I can't pay for. You know what I mean? I, I, I got to keep up with the Joneses. That, ladies and gentlemen, is not success. And I believe what he said, that oftentimes some of our best ideas are brought and birthed out of adversity. And thought is what you need, ladies and gentlemen. You need an idea. What are your greatest ideas? What do you think about? This is what Chris is asking. When have ideas typically come to you? And are you, this is what I'm going to add, have your ideas been snuffed out by the current climate in the world? Right? Is is it that you 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 say, man, I can't have no ideas, man. I, I, I had some back in the days, but, you know. You know, musicians go through this, you know, writers block. I guess writers go through that, too. I should say that I experienced I experienced a bit of that when I was writing the book. Not that I didn't know what to write, but I, I wanted to put it in the right format. I wanted it to have the right, you know, voicing. And so, you know, you've got to think about it's OK to have multiple ideas. It's OK. It's OK to take a blank canvas every day and say, okay, this is idea number one and, and, and cultivate that thing, nurture it. You know, don't be, don't be alarmed if nobody likes your idea. In fact, maybe you shouldn't share it with people. Maybe, maybe you should keep them private and close to your chest. Like, like, like this is my idea. But you know, when you think about it, many things came from an idea. I was thinking about that with with the beautiful Mount Rushmore in South Dakota. That came from an idea of someone saying, we need to put something up that symbolizes America's first 150 years. It was an idea. And it was cultivated and it was it was passed along to another visionary. See, don't tell your ideas or your dreams to people that don't have no vision. You know, if you go tell somebody who's content with, you know, eight bucks an hour clocking in, clocking out, that's it. There's nothing wrong with that. If they're content with that, don't tell your dream or idea about wanting to start your own business to them. Because they don't see it. They only see security and stability in punching in a nine to five job, right? So, so, so you're, you have to be careful. You have to be careful who you tell your ideas to. You understand? You have to be mindful that these, these things are precious. But, but the first stage that Christopher 
Connors describes in his writing on the four stages of success is he talks about the idea. The second stage that he talks about is the drive. This is your planning, motivating, and inspiring stage. The drive is what empowers you and makes you never want to give up. It's a drive. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I want to be a million-dollar speaker. That's the drive. And it's something that I, that fuels my energy to get up every single day. But it's not just about being a million-dollar do, million speaker. I want to reach a million kids. But it's not just about reaching a million kids for the sake of a million no, no, no. The more people I know that I can stand in front of and share this story of transformation, I know that's how many lives can be touched and turned around. So, you know, Chris Connors goes on to say, he says, look, once you have an idea, find the motivation you need to enable you to keep going. Fear can drive us from failing the fear of success can be very detrimental so it says while fear can drive us from failing the fear of success can be very detrimental so we're so afraid of failing that we don't develop the drive to keep going So he's saying there we lack uh, we lack motivation and inspiration. We tend to run away from our dreams. This can stop the best of us dead in our tracks. I agree, man. The four the four stages of success is man. The second one is the drive, man. You know what? You when everybody else is asleep, you gonna have to get up. You know, when you've been told no 25 times, you're going to have to go to 20, number 26. It's a, it's a drive. It's, it's something that, that is, that is a passion that maybe, like I said, just like with the idea, it might be only you can share it. Like, uh, you know, we got a team here at Impact Life 24 seven, but I, I say this with sincerity. I don't want any of them to work harder than me. This was all my idea. I don't want them. I don't want them to be up till three o'clock in the morning thinking and strategizing and dreaming. No, 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 no. I, I understand that I gotta have the drive. They're dependent on me to get to where we're really trying to get to. And and like you know, I see the end. It's not just about the shiny things. It's like I see the end, like like walking and fulfilling your absolute purpose in life. That's the drive. You know, he goes on to describe Michael Jordan, which everybody, you know, Michael Jordan sometimes gets a gets a tough tough rap because it's like, well, you know, Michael Jordan is the gold standard for anything successful. But, you know, he, he he faced a lot of failure, too. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes sometimes people will follow you after you've hit the game-winning shot, but they forget about the thousands of shots that he missed. You know, here's a, here's the thing I used to teach students, and I know, I know in this generation, in this society, I probably can't teach it anymore. But, you know, Michael Jordan was not just interested in doing his best 
Michael Jordan was interested in being the best. It's one thing to step on the field and you fall short. And you say, man, you did your best. Way to go. There's no trophies for doing your best. They don't hand out rings at the at the end of the at the in, in June at the end of the NBA season for giving it your best shot. I know that's cold. That that's that's a, that's a that's a very stone cold approach. It's cold as granite on a winter afternoon. But the truth is, Michael Jordan was not just concerned with being with giving his best. He was concerned with being the best. Like everyone would have to elevate themselves to get to his level. And then when they did, he would elevate himself again. It was a drive. This is this is the second stage of, of success, according to our friend Christopher D. Connors. And I'm sharing with you tonight that the second stage of success is drive, man. You, you got to drive. You got to push. You got to go. Then the third stage of success is the journey. And I have stopped as I've gotten older and realized that sometimes I got to stop and appreciate the journey. Right? I can't just be so, I can't be so consumed with the metrics and checking boxes and you know, data in, data out, this, that, the other, turn, 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 turn. No, 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 no. I, I, I got to also appreciate what I get to do. It's a, it's a journey. And, and Chris says in, in this writing, he said, this is the process, the execution, the place where you'll spend your time. The journey is unique and specific to all of us. Your journey may find you trying to become the top sales executive in your company. Maybe you just launched a new advertising company, or perhaps you have the idea for a mobile app that will make Snapchat and Instagram jealous. I like that. After the idea and the drive stage, you are on the journey. Hard work, intelligent, direction, strategy, process. This is where everything forms. Listen to me. These are four stages of success taught to us by Christopher D. Connors. And I think we I think this is really good. I think this is a really good meal for tonight. He says, you realize you can't just have faith and expect results. (laughs) Yeah. You know, here here's the thing that that sometimes. Listen, I love God. I've been I've been serving him. So I was a little boy. I love the Lord and I believe that he uh, does govern in the affairs of his people. But I also recognize that God puts within ourselves and within our hands the capacity to get results. You know, you hear some you hear somebody sing and they're like, you know, man, that was an awesome job. And they'll say, well, it was the Lord. No, the Lord wasn't singing. You were. Well, I just want to be humble. I get it, man. Humility is great. And, and, and you know, God don't like a proud spirit. I get that. I understand that. But I also understand that he equips us to do things. 
So if I come up to you and I say, man, that was a great presentation. Well, it was the Lord. The Lord was working in you to give you the capacity to be on the stage to do what you just did. You did it. Through his grace, of course, we can't do nothing without him. But we do do things. You understand what I'm saying? And the journey is where you where you realize that you you have to. I talk about this in our gear training. Isn't this so cool that that Christopher Connors validates what I say in gear? The R is look. You got to expect results. Y'all know that? Did y'all did y'all know that results are important? I you know I helped churches for many years. Uh, you know, grow and and look at how they can reach the different demographics in their city. And you know, some of the thoughts was, well, we're just gonna believe God. He's going to send them in. No, he, no, he won't. Might as well turn this into a bingo hall. It, it won't. It won't happen that way. You know, he, he corralled the animals to get into the ark. <laughs> right? Because the rain was coming. But there's 400 churches in your city that somebody can make a decision to go to. So if you're just sitting around Saying, well, we're just praying the Lord brings them in. They will continue to bypass your edifice. That is the truth. There has to be, there has to be a journey associated with it. There has to be some work. There has to be some effort. You have to expect results. You know, everyone has a definition of success. But how much effort and how much drive and how much you understand the journey will determine your definition of success. You know, you got you got to you've got to realize that the journey doesn't mean you put this bad boy on autopilot, kick your feet back and that's it. You good. This I just got to get from point A to point B. No, along the along the journey is where you appreciate the setbacks, where you appreciate the restarts, right? Yeah, man, when I was on episode 99 of this podcast, it seems like a century ago, when I was on episode 99, I I was ready to throw in the towel. Okay, I was done because, number one, this is one of my shortcomings, is that because I did not receive affirmation as a kid growing up and had all those different dynamics and homelessness and all that kind of stuff, I, affirmation is important to me. So then when I see, I man, I put this thing together and people are just kind of giving me this half-hearted muted response to, to the programming and we're really having some great people on, it's just like, well, why even bother? They don't care. They're not supporting it. Why, why try? And then God said, that's, that's not the reason. You haven't even, you haven't even tried it a hundred times. You ready to quit at 99. And it seemed like once we made it over 100, it seemed like, man, things, I had a different focus. It wasn't just about how many downloads and how many followers and how many, because that's, that's, that's what our society breeds in our next generation. Are you viral? How many followers? How many downloads? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, man, I'm not doing this exclusively for that reason. The journey is more about sharing amazing people from around the world. The journey is about sharing their stories and their giftings and their trials and their triumphs. 
with someone that will listen. It could be Mary in the Philippines. It could be somebody in New Zealand. It could be my friend in Kenya. But that's what the purpose is. The purpose is not about the the red hot numbers. The purpose is about can we make an impact in this 30-minute show? That's the journey. And so now it's just this is a way of life. This is the journey. And the last part, the last stage that he says of success is the reward. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, the reward is a thing. Are you ready for this? Said, the reward of a thing well done is having done it. (laughs) I love it. The reward of a thing well done is having done it. That sometimes is the biggest reward is getting it done and completing it. This is your winner's circle when we talk about success. How will you handle it? This is what Chris is talking about. Are you ready for it? Maybe you've envisioned the moment that your YouTube video series goes viral or when you deliver your first first keynote address at a TED speakers conference. But are you really ready to be crowned the victor? You will find success if you plan and execute properly but if you if your mind is prepared for receiving the reward, then that's a whole nother ball game. He's talking about the Summer Olympics game when young Simone Biles won four gold medals. That year she was only 19. And it's easy to think that her success was mostly overnight. No. She was the best in the world, winning the world championship all around event each year following the 2012 Olympic Games. Then he goes on to say in 2016 was the time she prepared and she knew what her reward would be. Do you got a picture of your reward? What it's going to look like? How will you prepare for it mentally? physically and emotionally prepare for rehearsing what your reward is going to be visualize it then once you're there act like you've already been there christopher d connors this is a great great write-up um and it's called the four stages of success the four Stages of success. Very, very powerful. We'll reach out to him, see if we can get him on to the show and just go into this a little more in depth. But uh, this is some time ago. He wrote, he actually wrote this, looks like back in 2017. And it's so relevant still today, man. Take these four elements and the four stages of growth and really apply them to your life. You know, number one, you got to have the idea. Number two, the drive is essential. Number three, understanding the journey. And number four, reaping the reward. And that's it. So that's it for me. I was flying solo tonight, ladies and gentlemen, because my wife says you better put a show out. 
<laughs> well, this will be show number three actually this week because tomorrow night again on Impacting Life 24-7, we'll have Nicole Lawson, a return guest. We have had so much change in our life since the first time she was on with us. And then Friday night, we're doing a special episode with Nisi Jordan. She'll be guest hosting the show and we will be talking about who ate my brownie. No matter the adversity, you still can make it. I bumped into somebody the other day and they said, yeah, your book is coming out. Who, 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 who ate my brownie, right? And I said, you know what, God, I'm ready to reap this reward. Somebody knew the not title of my book that really made me feel well. So we're just going to continue to promote. It's actually going to get it really intense here uh, once we get the um, once we get the date for release. So until then, thank you so much. Tune in tomorrow night. We'll be back at our regularly scheduled program at 7 p.m. with Nicole Lawson. Uh, she's got such a dynamic story, and she's overcome so much. Uh, when we had her on, we were talking about domestic violence and how she was brutally attacked by a, a, an ex-boyfriend and how she got out of that relationship, how she's transcended and rose to every occasion, even in the midst of adversity. Love talking to people like that. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, exclusively on Impacting Life 24-7 with your host, C.L. King. We'll see you tomorrow night. Have a great night.